Hello and welcome to I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting, the show where we bring you tips, tricks and techniques that we wish we knew as young songwriters. On this show, we focus on interviews, we focus on resources, subjects you're going to find useful and you can go home and you can use them today. So thank you so much for listening and welcome to the show. We have someone very special that I'm really looking forward to introducing to you guys and I'll do that in just a minute but what I want to do is explain we know that normally you're used to hearing songwriters or producers talk about their process but I really wanted to bring something to you that was a bit different more practical and very much from the side of the recording side of things and even vocal production so for those of you that are doing your own demos for pitch or whether you are an artist Regardless of what you do, if you're singing at some point, you're going to be in front of a microphone. You're going to need to know how this all works and how you can get the best results. So a bit of a backstory. I met this, this gentleman through Make Pop Music, and it's something we encourage everyone to join. It's a really, really good Facebook group. And we started talking about what I do with my coaching, what he does in his vocal production. And he said, hey, love the show. I love what you're trying to do. I'd really love to come on and try and bring value to your listeners. So everyone welcome, John Burke. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. That's it. Get the energy up. <laughs> good to be here. If you wouldn't mind, I'd love to hear what you do, first of all, what brought you to do what you do, and then how you feel that's going to really help the young songwriters that listen to the show. Okay. Yes. So, you know, I, I mix and master remotely from home full time. That is my main thing that I do. It's called Vibe Studios Mixing. So I, I mix for tons of uh, independent artists, bands, uh, lots of independent artists. So some people that just record at home that want to send to me to really enhance what what they got and make it a professional sounding mix and master. So I do that, but then I also do Perfect Vocals Academy, which is a YouTube channel. I offer products, courses, stuff like that. So I'm teaching exactly what I do on a day-to-day basis and, uh, trying to just help people that can't necessarily afford to, you know, go hire somebody, but I'm also there to help people like myself who do this for a living to just do more advanced stuff. So I provide info for engineers and recording artists. Exactly. And you've got, I think, resources that, as you said, they're appropriate for people that are beginners, intermediate or advanced. You've got all of that wrapped up. And um, yep, yep. I wouldn't mind a little bit of your story because we like to take it to the tools and processes, but I'd just love to have you share a little bit about where you're from. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing music a really long time. So I, I was in a band when I was 16, signed to Metal Blade Records. It was a metal band. Nice. <laughs> and so that that was when I was like 16 to like 18. And then I ended up going to... Uh, recording school out in Hollywood, California, uh, MI, so Musicians Institute. I went nice. there back in late late 2007, so a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so I did a little six-month certificate thing there, and that was fun. And then I immediately after that moved back home to Cleveland because the guy that was managing managing my band happened to have a recording studio, so it was perfect. So he needed a guy to help the guy that was already there. So I went in there as an intern and then two months later, the guy had a falling out with the, with the manager guy and I was the head engineer like in two months. So it was, it was uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> and then that, cause I remember you telling me that you ended up being 
kind of forced into vocal production almost from the quality of your work. Yeah. And then as, as things went on, so I, I worked for that guy for three years and it was like nothing but bands. It wasn't really any solo artists. This was back in, you know, 2008, nine and 10. So it was just tons of bands all the time. And then around 2010, 2011, he ended up selling the studio to some other ownership. And uh, so I started my own studio. So I started my own building and kept recording bands, you know, through 2011, 2012, 2013. And then around 2014, 15, uh, the market kind of shifted for me. It was way less bands and all of a sudden a lot of solo artists. So rappers, singers, stuff like that. So I, I started working with them and I was, I was already good with vocals from working with bands. But once I started working with some solo artists, it like really, I really started getting into vocal production mm-hmm. and word of mouth was strong. You know, it just people would record with me, mix and then tell all their friends. So I was getting a lot of clients um, in that time. And then it just continued all the way up to this day from 2015, all the way till now. Um, I became that go-to guy for vocal production, mixing, uh, mastering, all that. And that's actually where we intersected. Cause I remember seeing a post about producers and you were recommended. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to go yeah. and talk to the people at the source. Yeah. So first of all, cause it's been really cool. So thank you for sharing. But something I wanted to say that was quite subtle that you've done and seemed to be able to do is you asked me to be on this show. And that is a lesson yeah. to people because mm-hmm. you're welcome, man. And I know that you're going to be doing a great job of sharing value, but that is a lesson in itself. We talk about being humble yep. and hustling, being a humble hustler, whereby you can be polite and kind and generous and offer value, but you can still put yourself in a position of like this. People are going to listen to what you're saying. So in that vein, having had you on, what do you think is the real difference between like a mediocre vocal on a track and an incredible one? I mean, it starts at the source, obviously, you know, I mean, if you're home recording, you, you know, you have to take certain steps and I, and I teach this a lot, like something like using a dynamic mic over a condenser mic so it doesn't pick up the room and, and trying to isolate as much as you can buying like a, a nice isolation you know, thing around your mic and then treat your room that way to where there's no echo. So, you know, if you're going to do it from home, you know, you have to have a good source for sure. That's a good start. That's really well broken down. Thank you. And and if you would, can you just recommend maybe what kind of dynamics, what kind of isolation, what kind of budgets and, and sound treatment would you recommend for people starting out? Yeah. I mean, honestly, what I'm using right now, the Shure SM7, I mean, I'm sure people hear about that all the time. It's, it's like the go-to mic yeah. for, for everything. Um, but it's also, uh, it's like a tank. It's built like a tank. You know, I've had this one that I'm on right now since 2010. It works perfectly. I mean, it's, you know, so it's, it's kind of like a good, a great investment. So, and it really like blocks out everything, you know, when you're in a room, even if you're in an untreated room, it it really cancels out everything besides what's right in front of it. So it. it can be great for great for home recording. So that's a good I always suggest that when people are like, what kind of mic, you know, what kind of mic? And I actually have a video coming out um, about finding the right it's, mic. Where can we find these videos as well? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. My YouTube channel is just youtube.com slash perfect vocals academy. So uh, lots of videos on there. I, I try to add videos that I started off back in 2019 doing like quick little videos and then. I tried doing a couple long ones, you know, that's like tutorial style that, and they just did so much better. And nice. I'm like, you know what? 
that that's that's the value I'm going to add. I'm just going to stick with it. So all my videos for the past year or so have been just in-depth, um, anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes per video, and I release it every Monday. So Nice. People can go out and get that as well, like we said, completely for free. Um, Absolutely. That's the point. And, and from there, you mentioned a really good point of people are going to be doing this DIY. They're going to be kind of hungry beginners. So what would you say to those people that are really trying to get into it themselves? I mean, I, I would just say, you know, for one, just start watching, start watching my videos on YouTube. I mean, I, I really think that, that they can add a lot of value Two, just practice. I mean, I would, I would set a time every single week to, to try to like record one song, you know, mm-hmm. one song, um, things like some of my artists that I mix for do things like TikTok covers and stuff like that. So like just committing to that, and especially TikTok, it's like the more you post, like the more you start to go viral in a way. Like, so if it kind of keeps you accountable to, um, keep going, but yeah, you have to be consistent. I mean, obviously it's something everybody always talks about, but it's true. I mean, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, 14 years consistently. So it's, it takes a while to, to get, it doesn't mean it's going to take everyone 14 years to get good. I mean, I was good in my first couple of years, but I was also putting in a lot of work in the first couple of years. So that's cool. That's cool. And in terms of vocal recording, like being in the booth for people that have not spent as much time as maybe some of us, what do people need to bear in mind if they're either doing their own vocals at home or they're going to their first vocal session in a studio? I mean, I would just say like, you know, vocal comping can be pretty effective. So I would say know know how to do whole sections. You know, it's not the greatest to just punch, have to punch a million different things. So I, I try to get people in the studio to record like, say like a full verse. Yeah. And then do that, do that like, you know, seven or eight times and then record each take. And then later you can just splice from the, from those takes and then make a really good take. So, you know, I, I have some videos about that too. It's basically one of the greatest things you can do is vocal comping because as a DIY artist, you're going to sit there and you're getting, you're going to get inside of your head. Yeah. You know, I record my wife all the time and cause she sings and it's like, she's really a perfectionist. And like, if she doesn't get it that first take, She's just like beating herself up and blah, blah, blah. But I, you know, I had to kind of teach her the ways of like, no, no, we're just going to record a bunch of takes and we're just going to splice from it. So it helps, it helps you relax as, as the performer. It helps you just relax and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get it eventually. Like something in these seven or eight takes is going to be the right thing. So that can just help just kind of having the mindset of like that first take or that one pass is not like the end all or you don't have to get it in one pass you know because people sit there recording over and over and over and then their voice is getting tired now and they're getting frustrated and mentally exhausted and and then it it just starts to go downhill it's just a just a a drift down down the hill at that point exactly and i think as a vocalist i can really relate to what you're saying because sometimes you're in a studio like you said you've got the whole weight of the whole song maybe the next day you're recording so you want to be really efficient Mm -hmm. but it's really helpful to know that you might have got through four or five takes, you've got 90% coverage. So you know that bit that yep. you find tough in verse two, you've actually got that. Let's really just nail the pre-chorus. And on that point, John, what do you think is more important? Is it pitch or performance? Um, it's definitely performance. 
but but you don't want pitch to be too too bad but yeah if as long as pitch is close because you know with with things like melodyne and and autotune it's definitely definitely going to be performance it's going to be like how the flow is how the delivery is and stuff like that i always try to push for that um just a good vocal tone because you can't really fix that you can try to eq you know if somebody's like not pushing right or just you can just tell when somebody's singing if the if the technique isn't there and you can't really fix that yeah that's a good point and i think for people that don't know what melodyne or autotune is there'll be a bunch of videos i'm sure of you using it yeah 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 some of my most popular videos are melodyne videos yeah right and people can see how you do it and get great results but as john's saying it is very much about that performance um and on that point for people that are going to go into the studio soon what do you recommend in terms of warm-ups preparation mental preparation what do you think is really important when you're going to record vocals i would say knowing how to communicate with your producer is good i would let them know off the start just like hey i plan on just doing a bunch of takes we're going to comp it just so you guys are on the same page, you know? So, uh, I mean, most producers are going to know what comping is, but you know, if they don't, then I guess, you know, as an artist, you can show, show the engineer, but, but yeah, that would be a good thing. It's just to be on the same page, try to just communicate with the engineer and, and let them know, you know, obviously little things like headphone mix, you know, if you're, if you can't hear yourself in the headphones, like you got to you got to communicate that, if your headphones are too loud and it's like hurting your ears or something, it's like you got to communicate these things or it's just going to kill the vibe and it's going to make you just frustrated. So it's mm-hmm. very important as the performer to just be super comfortable. I mean, set, set the lights, set some candles, you know, have nobody, you know, less people in the, in the session. Don't bring like 10 friends and everybody's just being distracting and stuff like that. Just be very low key. It should be you and the engineer and just, you know, it should be a relaxing, my best sessions have just been like relaxed, not rushed stuff. And if you're comping vocals and doing separate takes and stuff, it, it makes it less rushed because you're not like, it's just you're capturing so much in a little bit of time to where you're not sitting there doing a line over and over and the clock's just draining and mm. you're, you know, they're, the artist is getting stressed out. They're like, man, I still didn't get this and we got, you know, an hour left. And so it can really help. I'm finishing sessions early. Usually when I do recording sessions, I end up usually finishing early because I like to do like comping and editing and all that stuff later. So during a recording session, I'm just capturing, you know, like the whole time, basically I'm not, they're not leaving with the the final product. And I think that's a good expectation for an artist too, is, you know, don't, don't think that you're leaving and and just uploading it to Spotify. That's, (laughs) you know, that's just not how pros do it, you know? (laughs) So Yeah. I love that. I love that. And in terms of, we've talked a bit about gear and home recording, but if people are new to this, what part of, because you have loads of videos, you put some really good work in on Perfect Vocals. Yeah. Where do people, do you think need to start what you do? I'd start by picking a recording program. I mean, some people like Logic. I, I use Pro Tools. Find one that works for you. I mean, you know, maybe look up some tutorials and, and just look look at some stuff that just kind of makes sense. I would suggest Pro Tools if you're going to follow my videos because I use Pro Tools, but even my videos is more geared on getting the sound than it is like functions in in Pro Tools. So you could still watch my videos and, and use a different program and it could be helpful. So not a huge deal, but yeah, learn a program because the best the better you know a program, 
the more mindless it's going to be when you're creating, when you're sitting there recording yourself, you're not going to have to stop for 20 minutes and be like, okay, how do I do yeah. this now? And then it's completely throwing off your whole vibe. So learn a DAW. And what's a DAW just for people that are new to that? We've said Oh uh, yeah. Digital audio workstation. Mm-hmm. So recording program, you know, what are the options for people if they wanted to check it out? You know, what would you say? So it's sure SM7B. What door do you think people need to go be looking at as well? I mean, Pro Tools does offer a monthly subscription that you can turn off, which is cool because like if you know that you're about to like record an EP for three months, you can turn it on for three months and and use it and then nice. turn it off. So so that's a cool thing. Logic is a lot of people use that and it's sort of affordable. I think it's 200 or something like that, mm-hmm. $200 on the App Store. I, I thought at least I haven't looked, but and then there's the Personas Prime is, is another good one that's free. Um, that can be good enough to be able to get by. So, but yeah, I would, I would recommend pro tools, but they all work. They all do its thing. So cool. And especially if you said it's about source, like if you, even if you've got something for free, like GarageBand or, um, the program mm-hmm. you mentioned, if you've got a great setup and a great yep. performance and you know, your lyrics and you're really nailing it, you can export that out right. to people like yourself and digital recording oh, yeah. is the big thing. Definitely. Ace. And, and in terms of, again, like what do you think is the real kind of value point for people that are going to go and check out your stuff and, and what else do you offer apart from the YouTube? So yeah, with my YouTube, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there in a Pro Tools session, just literally doing what I would do when I mix. So, I mean, I'm, I'm showing you real sessions that I have mixed and just showing you how I did certain things for certain reasons. So I'm showing you a, a practical way of, of mixing and mastering. And a lot of the people, like I said, that I mix for have recorded at home. So I'm showing you how to cool. polish a vocal that maybe wasn't the greatest source. You know, I always encourage the greatest source, but some people are still sending me stuff that, you know, you can hear the room and they're not using a dynamic mic. And it's just like, and I still have to make it sound good. So I even teach how to, make a bad source sound good. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to take in. I also have my, my course, it's called the vocal mixing masterclass. That's about nine or so hours of just full on tutorials. And it's broken up into different categories to go from the very beginning, being a beginner, and then all the way to the end of like mastering. So being able to master your stuff and, and get it right on, you know, distribution sites. So, I also have cool. some work, some worksheets. I, I have a small video in there too about how to profit as an audio engineer. So some people that are not necessarily an artist, but like want to do what I do, I kind of give insight on on how to profit, how to build relationships with people to get them to trust you because it's about trust at the end of the day. Really so cool. yeah, I love that. And as you said to me privately or just before, um, the cost of this course is minuscule compared to what would be a two or three yeah. degree. Like if you've got people, like you said, hungry beginners, you're like, I mm-hmm. want to do this in two months and be doing my own stuff from source to distribution. And you know, it, it's nine hours. And and how long did it take you to put those nine hours together? It took four to five months, not straight, like 40 hour days. Cause the way I approached this course, I didn't want it to feel rushed at all. I wanted mm-hmm. to just really add value and just be a hundred percent fresh. So I would do like one of the, like, parts of the course and then I'd go away and 
maybe the next week I would like do another one. So I really took my time putting it together. I didn't want to just throw it together, but yeah, it was over five months span and it's, uh, I'm definitely proud of it. So put a lot of love into it. And I think again, for people that have listened to this episode, because this is like, this is a short one for us. We normally dive way deeper, but what John's offering is great advice. He's told you the three things you probably need to bear in mind in terms of home recording, which is, you know, your mic source and even having a bit of understanding in how you prepare performance. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. You've got all this stuff is out there for free. Um, Obviously reach out to the dude. We're going to include both of the links. So that to your, your studio work and also perfect vocals. But if you're an artist that's got your own setup, all you need to do is go and go ahead. Not even if it's not John's course, it's like, are you going to invest some time and effort, put something on the line to get really good at something that's going to save you? Yep. Like we said, if it's, it's like a couple of hundred bucks, right? It's, it's yeah. It's yeah. Two, two ninety seven. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's a lot less than what you would charge someone to do it if they can learn for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the cost of college from what I've heard is just so high nowadays. Like even, I mean, I thought it was high back in 2007, but now it's, now it's really high. So, (laughs) which is, and again, if you can, the point of the show is even if people can't afford a mixing or my coaching or a service, right. There's so much out there, including this or what you're doing. Um, yep. You can learn this yourself. Like Gary V talks about it is like you can either buy a course and it's great and mm-hmm. do it, or you can spend 10 hours on Google finding out yourself. It's up to you. Yeah. But if yep. you really want something condensed, great vocals. And again, John's a really cool guy. It's um very much as you hear is is who he is. Um comes from a metal background, so I've got a lot of time for that. Um <laughs> people that listen. Um so is there anything you really want to kind of offer some insight? in terms of vocal recording and songwriting? Uh, yeah. So, you know, as far as the, the biggest reason I think people love, uh, love my work as far as vocals go is I pay attention to, you know, pitch and timing of vocals. Uh, so many times I've heard vocals that was a final mix of something that was done DIY and like so many different things, are off pitch off time and and people, people miss this stuff. Um, so what I really, what I really teach a lot is, is Melodyne. I'm a a big Melodyne user. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so just how to really get in there and, and fix all that stuff. Cause if you are going to do this DIY, that is probably the most powerful skill you can have is, is being able to fix your vocals. Cause I mean, mixing is great, but like you, you can you can mix awesome but if you if if you're mixing like a vocal that's pitchy or out of time it's still to the outsider even people that don't know music that well to the outside listener it's going to sound uh very mediocre yeah it's a great point and it, if people are pitching right and they they're pitching their song yeah, yeah, it's kind of like uh, you ever hear the example about like you know how people watch used to watch Mer- American Idol, right? Yeah. And like somebody would go up there and and actually you know sing pretty well, right? But have a couple notes that are off, and somebody you know the the people watching at home can't sing. They they have yeah you know they they don't know anything about music, but yet they can you know go on Twitter and be oh that person was horrible blah blah blah. So it's like you know obviously people can tell. So if they can tell, then you definitely don't want to just skip over that process. 
just because, okay, cool, I know how to record. Okay, cool, I know how to move a fader and mix it. Okay, let's release it. Well, that you're skipping that whole part. And that part is really what I hone in on a lot with my content is just being able to really fix vocals, you know, to, to sound great. Yeah. I love that. And cause we talked about again, what equipment you need to go to, where you're going to be recording it. But once you've got that source in your door, if you're going to be doing it yourself, what mm-hmm. do people need to think about probably adding to their raw vocal? If it was like three or four, what we call plugins, which are effects or ways of manipulating sound, what would you recommend? For sure. So there's, there's EQ and then there's something called a multi-band compressor. I, I honestly teach a lot. I probably the most I teach as far as my mixing stuff is about multi-band compression. So you're going to want a multi-band compressor and a regular compressor. So those are three plugins. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're going to want to pitch the voice too with something like Melodyne. So with those four plugins, technically you, you should be able to get a really good vocal when used right. Ace. And that's providing that you've got a great source, great performance. Yeah. And hopefully true. a good song, right? That's what we're talking about. Yep. As well. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, but again, I won't <laughs> ask you to go into multi-band compression because that's on your site, right? That's on your channel. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have uh, a, a video, a couple videos actually that are more recent that they're on YouTube right now. So about that. Ace. And again, we will make sure that all of the details you've talked about today, any links are going to be in the show yep. notes so people can get this, but thank you again for coming on because this is different for us too. Um, and thanks yeah. for asking. Is there anything else you want to impart? Again, if you just want to mention what you're doing, where people can find it, that would be amazing. But thank you so much for coming today, man. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can go to perfectvocalsacademy.com, uh, youtube.com slash perfectvocalsacademy, TikTok. I'm on TikTok too. Nice. Again, per- Perfect Vocals Academy. So I really try to use everything that's that's out there to, to reach as many people as I can and help as many people as I can. So I'm pretty easy to find, so... Boom. Preach, as I said, that will all be in the notes like ever. But thank you, dude, so much for coming on. Much love. Oh, yeah. Thank you and goodbye, everybody. (laughs) To find out more about us and to get in touch, please head over to I Wish I Knew That Pod on Instagram. And don't forget to join the conversation on our Facebook community. Please also remember to email your questions about songwriting to I Wish I Knew That Pod at gmail.com. And we will answer these on our upcoming episodes. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this, we would really love it if you could give it a share or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And Jamie and I will talk to you on the next episode.